episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast is brought to you by Draymond Enterprises. Innovation reimagined. Not a long intro for this one. We want to dive right into it because, in my opinion, this is one of the best episodes that we've put together uh, for a long time. And maybe that's because I wasn't part of it. So the other day, Cam got a chance to sit down with Nadir Youssef. Uh, former MSUM Dragon, had a phenomenal career there. To me, it felt like he was around for 12 years. It just seemed like every time uh, there was a big race, he was always a part of it. And it was fun to see his progression through college. And now he's racing professionally and he gets a crack at his very first Olympic trials this Saturday uh, in Orlando at the marathon trials. We're super excited for him. Cam had a great conversation and I'm not going to keep you from it, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, Enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Truck and Field Podcast. I am your other host, Cameron Rail, and I'm joined here by MSUM Moorhead grad, Dragon, U.S. Olympic Trials qualifier, Nadir Youssef. Nadir, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Cam. Thanks for having me, and I look forward to our chat. Yeah. Seems like you're kind of a podcast guest pro now. Was this like number number three or number four this week? Uh, I think maybe we're all like number 25. I think. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's all five. <laughs> Are we breaking some rules here for, uh, for not being a Dakota, um, state athlete or, uh, no, we'll, I mean, we make, we make some exceptions, uh, based on, uh, performance. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's see how many other Minnesotans have we had on? Jared, we had Jared Gregoire on with Braxton one time. Okay. We had, I mean, Peyton Otterdahl's been on. Oh, dang. Uh, okay. You know, so. So, we, so there is exceptions to the rules. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, Prairie, the Prairie is a, is a broad and wide place. So, um, we, we try and, try and be inclusive in all of the prairies, not just the North Dakota Prairie. Okay. That's awesome. So next on your list, you need to get someone from Iowa. You need to get someone from Nebraska, Kansas, yep. Missouri. Yeah. The whole yeah, we got a, belt, uh, prairie area. So we got a long ways to go. We got a long ways to go. I don't even think, Oh, actually we had, we had Austin Miller on, uh, yep. like when he first joined 10 men. So, I mean, we got, we got South Dakota covered. Okay. Um, Just a couple more States to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Nadir, uh, we've known each other for quite a while. Uh, our times at university, at college overlapped a little bit. I think the first time I really remember meeting and talking to you though, was when we both were volunteering, picking up trash at a Fergie concert. That's Do right. You remember this? Yeah. Yeah. It's summer of, uh, summer of 17. Yeah. So I, it was so weird because it was like it was like your guys's it was like the MSUM track programs like volunteer opportunity in the summer or something. I knew somebody who was like on the team, and she told me that they you guys were doing this and that there was like 
I don't even remember what she said. She's like, yeah, we get free, you know, free admission to this concert because we're just helping, helping out. And I think we're going to get a pair of shoes out of the deal. Like we need more people like come help. And so I was like, all right, sweet. Like, like concert. And I might get a pair of shoes out of the deal. I'm down. Mm -hmm. You know, I got nothing else going on. So I show up. I'm literally the only person who's not a dragon there. Yeah. And everybody's like, what is this guy? What are you doing here? I was like, oh. No, I'm not working this summer. I just needed something to do today, but um, mm -hmm. I'm still waiting on that pair of shoes. But the concert was awesome, uh, and uh, yeah, I kind of got to connect with you and uh, Brandon Selbig a little bit, and uh, to meet the get to meet the dragons for kind of kind of the first time. Know know the people just across the river. Um, so anyway, yeah, I'm still waiting for that pair of shoes too. So okay, well, we're on the same I'm glad, I'm glad it's not just me. Uh, I'm sure the funds that we were able to get out of that uh, volunteer opportunity made its way in some way of uh, benefiting the whole team. And, you know, and maybe it was a, a covered a meal or something down the road or a trip, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we got something out of it. Not, support, in, not direct. But. Right. Right. Support local track, even if it's not your own team, you know, we, we want to see people succeed and thrive. I think, I think the other first thing that comes to mind uh when i first got like familiar with who you were was a youtube show that brady spriker had done oh, yeah. uh, called <laughs> what was it called it was called ncaa or something like that um yeah it was something to do with uh altitude conversion um oh gosh oh i I'm going to I'm going to have to think about that one. Yeah, so so this is what I remember. Basically, people aren't familiar. Across the NCAA, uh there's like a a table for conversions for indoor performances. Well, and maybe even outdoor performances. But you mostly see it indoors. So when athletes are trying to qualify for the national meet, if they run on a 200 meter flat track, um they would get some sort of like conversion to sort of like equalize the performance of somebody who ran on a 200 bank track or like a 300 meter oversized track. And so, you know, it's like a couple seconds in the mile, uh, but there's also conversions applied for people who run at altitude, you know, mm -hmm. uh, relative to how high of altitude that you compete at. And I think D3 actually does it opposite, right? So if you run like a flat 200 is the only unconverted time. So if you run on a flat 300, you get a slower time. Anyway, mm -hmm. D2, yeah. maybe more so than, than D1, is very like, there, there's a lot of altitude schools and, and a lot of not altitude schools that are like kind of the premier programs. And so at least when you guys are there, uh, there are countless athletes who are running these times up at altitude getting crazy mm -hmm. conversions and and not really matching up to the to the caliber of of athlete that were running unconverted slower times you know not at altitude anyway i just remember a couple of the dragons back then you know took the liberty to kind of speak their mind through a through a comedic kind of a satirical uh news show which you know I, I forget what it was called, but I remember thinking that it that was, was something. It was like NCAA, um, the acronym, um, something no conversion along those lines. 
Um, yeah. and I, and I was on the, I think my segment was looking back of, um, current athletes, you know, where they're at, and, um, how they progress, you know, uh, from their high school to where they're at now. Um, and so I'm just highlighting those types of athletes. Um, that was my segment. We had a good time. I think we had, I think we might've done like five shows. Um, yeah. and this was at, uh, Oh, yeah, this was at Brady and Brent Selbig's uh, house uh, and we recorded in the basement and we had a we had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, it was clearly like poking fun at altitude conversions, but it was it was pretty informative, too. I think I learned that, you know, some some guy had like transferred from the U of M or some like bigger, you know, power five school to like South Dakota State because of your guys's show. Um, mm-hmm. so anyway, I, I just remember that, that being kind of a fun, a fun thing that happened when we were both in college and, you know, uh, to transition it back to you, Nadir, I think it, it kind of reflects like somebody has got to be tapped into, to the heartbeat of the sport to be able to participate. You know, you got to enjoy track and field and road running and stuff to be able to spend the time, you know, amongst your training in college to to put out a a show like that so um i'll i'll just use that to kind of springboard into a question of uh where's your love for well first of all do you even maybe maybe you hate running now you're doing so many miles a week but uh where's your love for for the sport come from and is it something that keeps you going uh today yeah i mean running is uh it keeps me going today actually um and I had discovered running. Well, I didn't discover it. Uh, my homeroom teacher, um, Tracy Erickson, um, kudos to her. Uh, in sixth grade, she was like, Nadir, you need to try this uh, thing called cross country. And, you know, I'm thinking like, oh, cross country, like literal, like reading it. You know, I was like, oh, we're going to travel across the country. This sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and at first, I just didn't like, you know, think about it. I was like, oh, no, like, I like playing soccer and, you know, basketball and and then in some years, you're like, Nidia, you really need to try this. Um, and that's kind of where I found the love for uh, running. Um, and even though, like, I was balancing, you know, doing soccer in the summer, um, in the winter and spring, doing um, AAU basketball, um, and thinking that, you know, one day I'm going to become a baller and, you know, make it to the league, uh, go to school, uh, where in reality down the road it actually – doesn't happen up being that way um but you know the thing is when you're young at that age in middle school and high school you think about the current moment that you're in you don't think you know long term or even short term wise of like even even tomorrow like you don't remember what you ate that previous day right because you're just in the moment you're like oh i'm just going through the motion you know what day by day um and then just every year just kept on compounding. I was like, okay, more running, more running, you know, still doing basketball. Um, and I was just getting connected to people, right? Um, that's where you create a lot of friendships and bonds and you learn a lot of lessons. Um, and yeah, like it's just taken me to many places that I wouldn't have uh, envisioned myself of going. And so um yeah I, I love running and where it's taken me it's given me a lot of opportunities and uh, i'm grateful for it for all the people who were pushing me you know back home um in wilmer is like hey you know, this is something that you know 
could be life changing, right? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, love it, and you know, it's uh, it keeps me going. We have we have a lot of people on most recently Munir who say they started being a soccer player or a basketball player was pushed by you know some friends or a coach or a teacher to just give cross country give distance running a try and eventually something in cross country their success or the camaraderie of the sport uh, connected with them in such a way that it it cause them to put aside kind of, you know, their initial dreams, you know, it sounds like for you playing in the NBA or basketball or something like that. What, what do you think it was specifically about running that helped you make that decision? Like, yeah, this is, this is what I'm going to put all my time and effort into. Yeah. I, when I realized it was, um, in eighth grade, um, it's kind of, you know, the light bulb started to flicker a little, um of uh during track season uh, i was on the varsity i got moved up to varsity so in middle school of um i would you know did cross country in eighth grade and then you get to track in the spring i'm kind of going through the motions um not going to practice instead i would just be in the practice vicinity um and you know playing ball uh on like seven eight foot hoops at a elementary school and you know i'm there and like practice is literally like you know inside the fence at the track um and instead of playing basketball i was like oh yeah and do like i love basketball because you know there's people who um that i was connected to who were like oh yeah we're, we just care about ball and you know and that's what we're going to do every day after school and before school um but at that point you know coach kind of uh, gave me the ultimatum of you know hey like you're not coming to practice you're in the area um, if you want to go play basketball, just, you know, turn your uniform and kind of like, uh, being Minnesota nice, you know, being, yeah, yeah. being like, go, you know, <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll, I guess I'll step back, you know, and keep balling. And, um, and then we got to, uh, cross country season. I was like, oh, I just got kicked off the team a couple of months ago. Uh, I, I shouldn't be there. And then. From there, I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. I went to the first day. It was uh, kind of a, you know, un- bad timing because it was like during Ramadan. You go to the first day, you hit the long run, um, whatever it was, like nine, 10 miles. And boom, I was like, I'm fasting. I can't do this. <laughs> like, it, was, it made it easier to quit, you know, yeah. and not go back to running. And then we came to track season freshman year. And then that's kind of like being surrounded with, people you know who actually were like yeah invested in the in the sport and the team um and just that camaraderie set of like being part of a team and it started started clicking then um and i was like hey like you know starting to hear these little voices from coach and others you stick it out my dear you know this could be a way of life and get you out you know and um set you in a good path and opportunities go to school get an education you know, uh, set you up for life. And so that's where the light bulb clicked for me. And then I still kept on playing basketball, yeah. uh, school ball in like 10th grade. And, uh, maybe it was like 11th grade or something. And I just like, um, quit cause I wasn't going to make varsity or JV. You know, if I did make JV, it was going to be more like, uh, you're just a bench warmer, you know, 
few minutes at the end of the game kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not going to be it. Um, and then I focused on running from then uh, and then started doing Y ball, uh, which is, you know, for those, you know, who are not in school ball, I just wanted to keep playing. Um, played that with uh, a bunch of my uh, good friends and um, we ended up winning the league champs. And so, yeah, I had a good time. But, you know, basketball wasn't what uh, gave me an opportunity to go to college, right? Um, then I was yeah. running and those light bulbs kept on flickering and uh, it ended up working out. So so it was, it was kind of like a slow, a slow realization over time. Was it, you think it was resistance to running or more of just like still wanting, wanting basketball to be, to be it for so long? Yeah, I think it was uh, basketball. Um, just like, you know, running comes easy and it's more, I don't know, I wouldn't say like an individual. It's, you know, what you put is what you get out. Yeah. Um, whereas like basketball, it's like, you know, you're up and down the court. It was easier, more easier because, you know, you got the endurance from running, right? And you can mm-hmm. go up and down, like not get tired often. Um but I just like that, like, you know, like that teamwork aspect. And like, I was, you know, great friends with the guys I played with. And so I was fortunate for them. Um, to this day, those guys, you know, are some of my best friends. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think it, you know, it, was, it came easy, but I was just like, yeah, like, there's more, you know, like I'm, in high school, you know, they say like, do everything that you can, right? Get involved Absolutely. in all the extracurriculars. Yeah. Really. Yes, like learn lessons and make friends and create memories. Um, and then like on the other side of like it keeps you out of trouble, it keeps you, you know, yeah, hanging out with the wrong crew, right? Um and so yeah, that was kind of a the slow realization and over time it, you know, it clicked. Yeah, yeah. Well, running eventually, you know, as you kind of alluded to, you know, brought you from Wilmer to Moorhead, got an opportunity to run for the Dragons uh, at, at a pretty special time for the program. Um, you know, at least their cross-country team. What? Um, I mean, they, had, they were qualifying for national championships in cross-country as a team. Uh, where did you, like, what? when did you come into that? Were you a part of that right away? Were you on the tail end? I guess I'm not really sure what your timeline is in relation to some of those other guys. Yeah, so I came in and I think they were on track of making it to nationals like three years in a row or something like that uh, in cross country. And then, you know, you had Brady, Josh, Cody, you know, going to nationals individually in track. You also had Molly's, uh, my, um, Molly Rubke, um, now uh, blinking on her lot, but named before her uh, marriage. Um, I had come like, you know, perfect time. I was like, yeah, this is the team that I want to be a part of and contribute and be on a national, you know, level type of team. Um, and that's kind of what drove me in. And I mean, yeah, I came in, we went to the nationals my freshman year. And then the next two years, like Josh ended up going individually. And I, uh, you know, was in close proximity to extents. Um, but didn't make it back to national and cross country until my senior year in 2019, um, individually. Um, but for my freshman year to my senior year, we had people going and, uh, whether it was individual or as a team. So, 
it's uh man it was something <clears throat> i know i mean i feel like we ryan and i talk about this like a lot on the podcast you know people like when it comes to recruiting or people wanting to go you know thinking oh i gotta go d1 for the status or the competition is better but <clears throat> man i look at what's happening you know right across the river from where i'm sitting right now over in moorhead and you have guys who probably didn't realize this until <clears throat> i graduated but like my whole cross-country career in college i was like i just want to run at cross-country nationals i feel like that's like that would be like the best fullest experience that you can have being a collegiate distance runner and you know that was something i never got to do but you know if for anybody out there if that that is like you know there's, there's awesome d3 schools there's awesome d2 schools uh that you can go to that are maybe having those those opportunities anyway all that to say it's just like it was cool to see the, the team accomplish what you guys did but then also as you know you're going into your senior year and stuff uh what you were able to accomplish uh individually on the track um just talk about talk about that a little bit your your individual performances uh for the dragons yeah before i get into that um you mentioned on like you know everybody dreams of going to that d1 national cross-country championship or going to that d1 school uh the d1 system is like uh, not to harp on the d1 people or schools um all the resources they have and things that they can provide opportunities is great uh a lot of people you know want that like status like yeah i went to a d1 school i competed in a power five or I competed at a mid-major conference um you're at practice every day like it's cutthroat it's you're fighting for that travel spot you're fighting for that top 14 that makes it conference and cross right um and it's so hard to make the conference team like when it comes to track is do you want you go to d1 school it's they're heavy when it comes to like the track is that's Yep. where they have a lot of people, right? And they're deep there. Um, and there's all the glitzing, the glamour of the D1, but it's there's other opportunities where you can jump right in, be competitive, be able to go to the same meets as those D1 schools and compete against those people. Yeah. Uh, go to a national meet, because at a D1, like you might not see the national stage unless you go and watch or your teammates are uh, competing, right? Um, you got to go where you can develop, um, and see yourself like grow, um, and at those D2, D3 and NAI goes, um, that's where you see a lot of like growth. And at those, like you might not have all the resources, right. Uh, but it's going to be what you make out of it. Right. And, you know, it's what you decide to do. Right. Um, and now I'll, I'll get into, that's my little spiel on, um, yeah. no, that, you can that's still good. be successful at any level. Absolutely. Uh, just don't let the D1 status be, you know, the be it or all like, oh, I'm not going to go to compete in college if it's not D1. Uh, yeah. So, um, the individual aspect of my time, I mean, I was surrounded my first two years, you know, even three years with guys who were competing individually at the national level. Um, who were captains on the team who were bringing in, you know, all American trophies. And I was like, 
damn, like I want to be like that. We use, we have the same coach, we have the same facility, we have the yeah. same treadmills, right? We do the same workouts. Um, and I just was like, I want to get to that level, you know, but better. Um, not in their events. Like I want to do it in events. I like I want, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. and as everybody goes to college, it's you, you're like, ah, dang, I'm a mile or five k guy. I'm a mile eight hundred guy. Whatever. Uh, don't be afraid to explore the other distances, you know. Um, because yeah. you're there for four or five. Gosh, pe people that were lucky like me were there for six years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. COVID. Plus an uh red shirts. Um, yeah. and try the different events like don't be so honed in on um, a middle distance guy or gal no like try it you know um and i think i wouldn't have had that success had it not been you know being able to see those guys and uh, girls working hard every day and making everything out of it um and i was like i want to cover up my own path you know um one of the things that um my coach Ryan Miller and I uh, have talked about, you know, many times from the beginning days is um, when you leave, you know, MSUM, when your time's up, you know, whether it's you transfer, you graduate, um, what do you want, like your legacy to be remembered of um, when there's that chapter written about you, you know, after you're done. Um, and that really kind of just, Maybe think of like, okay, like this is what I want to leave, um, you know, and contribute and try to keep raising the bar um, for, you know, the Dragons. Um, but, you know, for people in our community, you know, uh, the other schools of like, if Nadir at the D2 level across the river is doing it this at this level, like, you know, it motivates the others across the street on 8th Street, Concordia. It motivates the others across the river at NDSU. Um, and others, you know, across the state and the nation, whatever, like, oh, this guy's doing it. Like, I want to be able to do something, you know? Um, and so that's just one thing I was just always thinking about. It was like, what do I want to leave after I am done, you know? And so those are kind of the, yeah. Yeah, I think, man, especially for people, what you said about like for the people in the community, like people in Fargo and, you know, up and down the Red River Valley, only the people who like live here and have trained here really know how hard it is to train here. And so when when I when I see on Strava, Nadir's just been ripping workouts, you know, on this little loop around MSUM, or he's just been ripping laps, you know, at the MSUM track or wherever you're running in Fargo on that day. Often it's early, it's wintry. You know, I kind of felt this uh, way with like, or I do still feel this way about like Maddie Van Beek, you know, and then you see Munir doing it now or like anybody who can continue to train up here, man, that's, that's like motivation. Cause you know, they're overcoming more than, uh, you know, maybe somebody who has a more ideal training environment. Um, and man, you have been so inspired by Unidir Cause like you've been grinding for, for a while you know, since you got out of college, like, am, am I right? Like grad, you've been doing like grad school, you've been working and you've been like coaching and training at a, a really high level. Like for a long time, you were doing at least those four things just in Moorhead. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's hard, like when you make it to like a national type of level, you know, at the end of your career and it's just like, you're wanting to, you know, keep exploring your potential, you know? Yeah. And that's like what keeps like driving me every day of like, okay, like, well, in in my undergrad, I was working. I had a full-time night job. Um, I was working multiple campus jobs throughout the day, going to school, running. So I had a lot on the plate. Um, and shoot, like at, at times, like, you know, school would take like a, a backseat and like I'd yeah. Yeah. be over like, you know, spread too thin. Um, and then just now, like working full-time, grad school full-time, um, running full-time, um, and then doing some coaching, you know, to extents. Um, I wouldn't really say like do that full-time. It's uh, more of um, giving back and, you know, being able to talk to, you know, the athletes, um, watch me and stuff like that. Um, I wouldn't say like I'm super heavy <laughs> in the coaching because I've just got too much on my own plate to, yeah, to handle. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, like it's, you have to, you like, you just dream at night, but like, you know, if you're not up early or late at night, grinding, whether that's school, whether that's running on top of, you know, the eight hour days of work. Yeah. Um, that's like you chasing the dream, you know, it's, it's still the light's still there at the end of the tunnel, you know, you're just yeah. trying to get to the other side of the tunnel. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, not a lot of there, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are doing the same thing too, you know, but yeah. you, you got to make it work with what you can. Right. Um, and still live the dream, you know, because it's no different than when you're in grad, when you're in undergrad, taking full classes, maybe even more, being an athlete, maybe being involved, you know, having a job on campus or in the community. It's no different once you get in the real life world of, you know, professional work, balancing that with school and professionally running. Um, it's it's no different. It's the same, you know, it's just at another level, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's got sure. more responsibilities, right? Yeah. Coming out of college, did you have any opportunities to go train with like a group or was that ever on your radar? Were you just, were you still just like your trajectory just wasn't quite there to to have the opportunities or was, did you, yeah, that's the question again. Did you have the opportunities, but you chose, you know, Moorhead and, and the situation you had there? Yeah, there, there were very great opportunities um, after I graduated. Um, right when I got my under, my undergrad, and I was like, there's a couple opportunities out there. Um, and it just didn't really um, work out with the timing, you know, of um, things like changing with, you know, like the super shoes, um, you know, um and standards for teams were just a little bit higher than normal. Um, and so the opportunities were, were present, um, but they just didn't, um, 
it didn't align, um, whether that was on my end or the other side. Um, but you know, um, you know, opportunities, uh, come and go, right. Um, yeah. if you're, there's an opportunity out there, you, uh, you might get denied, you know, um, at the moment or, you know, things don't work out, but there's something that says down the road, those opportunities don't, rep uh, present themselves back to you. Right. Yeah. Um, with timing things, it'll work out, but you know, um, it just happened to be, uh, back to, you know, the grind at Moorhead and, uh, yeah. yeah. And so and it's been that, um, who knows, maybe, it'll, maybe the grind in Moorhead will continue. Maybe yeah. the grind <laughs> will shift to a different environment, you know, yeah. um, whether it's new city, um, new team or new city, just same old solo grind, you know? Yeah. You never know. Yeah. What's that to wait? Yeah. No, that's good. I mean, that's the, it's easy. I mean, for me, it was easy to get fixed on like, oh, I have, you know, in a lot of different things, not just running, but like I have a specific way that I want something to go. And if it doesn't go that way, uh, it's not even worth doing, you know? And then that just kind of, that, it's a tough way. It's a tough way to go through life because hardly ever does something work out exactly how you have it planned. And, you know, it, it's weird because like my goals are still, would still have been the same regardless of the situation that I was in. So I don't know why in the past I've let my situation dictate, you know, whether I go for certain goals or not. But mm -hmm. um, all that, all that to say, hmm, Let's kind of talk about the the next race you have upcoming. Uh, I've noticed you've been down in Florida for a couple of weeks now, training for the Olympic trials in the marathon. Uh, what's the what's the training setup like, and you know, how do you kind of find your way down there for the last uh, couple of weeks here? Yeah, I've uh, been here in uh, Florida, um, grinding away. Um, Spent some time in uh, Tampa with uh, with a good friend of mine, um, Danny Dockerty, um, which is actually the first time I've had a um, a training partner, you know, that I we could you know click off uh, reps together and pace each other and you know help each other. Um, so we put in a really really uh, big block out there, um, you know, from the daily miles of running. Uh, gosh, from like 90 miles to getting up to like 115, 120 together. Um, and so we, uh, we've actually been fortunate enough to be on the same plan together. Um, and then the last uh, few weeks uh, I've uh, been in uh, Gainesville um, and, you know, it's the same as being back in Moorhead. It's a, it was just a solo grind <laughs> um, I miss Danny, but we'll link up soon, and and uh, yeah, I mean it's workouts have been great, you know, getting a lot of miles, a lot of double threshold work, you know, um, yeah, that's the easy way to it. get, that's the easy way to get to uh, thirty plus miles a day, yeah, <laughs> um, and so yeah, I had some of my best weeks of training being here in Florida and um yeah 
Probably, uh, I shouldn't say probably, wouldn't have been possible to uh, do that had I not had a trading partner like Danny. And so um, we're both excited for um, a good race next Saturday and um, expect to see some um, some awesome times coming out of uh, both of us. So. Yeah, I mean, man, I feel like the Olympic trials has become kind of like the new the new Boston uh, for people who, I mean, qualifying for Boston in the marathon is still a big deal, but for people who have like a background or like a past, uh, in running, it's kind of like the next tier of, of race that you can time qualify for. And man, we're just really seeing American distance running, uh, in the marathon, just kind of elevate. It feels like the depth is, um, is just getting, getting stronger and stronger, uh, when I think about the trials coming up, I kind of, I have no idea if I had to pick like the the top three, who's going to make the team, man, I don't even know. Uh, so as a fan, man, that's exciting for me. How do you manage all that expectation, kind of the, the media circus around such a big event and, uh, and what are your goals for this race in Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you meant you said that, you know, the u.s um marathon crew is like you know is reaching new heights um with this um group of people um and it's you know it's not an easy feat to go out there and you know run a sub 63 or run a 218 or 112 and i think it's 130 uh 237 on the women um you uh you really have to put in the work to, to hit those times. Um, I mean, it's going to be anybody's day, you know, it's either going to be a super hot day, um, or it's going to be a calm day, you know, um, obviously like everybody's like, Oh yeah, these are, you know, the key athletes, you know, who are going to be vying for that spot. Um, but I think everybody else, you know, has um um has the ability to you know to be close in in some aspect right whether it's hey i am gonna try to hang on for dear life or hey i'm just gonna run my race um and be focused on me and other people around me um but other people are just gonna go out there and just full send and those who full send will you know be proud of their efforts and, you know, come away with a good time. Um, expectation wise for myself would be to finish, you know, as high as I can. Right. Um, and be competitive amongst other runners, um, because I only control what I can do. Right. I can't control what they've done in their practice sessions. Right. And their double thresholds or whatever. Um, I know, I know where my fitness is at and where, what I should be able to, um, achieve on that day. And, you know, that's in hopes, you know, of not in hopes, uh, with the idea of, you know, the cards play out, you know, in my favor and how I want it. Um, and that might be a good time. Might be on the podium, might be in the top 10, might be in that top three that make the Olympic team. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, man. It seems like, uh, just like with your, you know, training expectations and stuff, you kind of have, 
that same attitude of like, man, the door doors open for whatever's going to happen on the day. You know, if, yeah, I'm just going to control what I can control and keep my, my goals of doing the best I can and competing, you know, at the front of my mind. And I think that's just like a really, it's, it's like the best, the best mindset to have when there's going to be that many people with that many, you know, so many different race strategies going around. So, uh, mm-hmm. have you, have you been in conversations with guys like Danny or some other guys, uh, who are maybe around the, the same fitness or have like the same goals that you're, you know, you think you're going to link up with a pack. And if so, who's all in that, who's in, in the deer pack, uh, that we should watch out for. Yeah. I, I mean, the Nadir pack really, uh, I don't know who's going to be there in the deer pack until the gun goes off. Right. Um, but I know, uh, me and Danny are going to be prepared to, uh, run with, you know, what people throw at us. Um, and I think we're, we're going to have ourselves a good day really. Um, cause we're both running, you know, at a much higher level, uh, training wise compared to some of our best marathon, um, training blocks. And so there's, uh, there's good things in store for us. And really I haven't talked much to other people of who, you know, could be in that Nadir pack. Um, we'll just, we'll just roll the punches, right. And see who's, uh, people are on, um, in the nadir pack or if i'm nadir's in the someone else's pack yeah I don't know. yeah um, i mean you'll have, you'll have 26 miles to chat it out with you know whoever's in whoever's pack you know so you can figure out the details after the gun goes off right yeah we'll have plenty <laughs> of time um and then yeah i, I think we'll, we'll we'll have a good time and um the pack will be the pack you know and it'll just be who comes who leads the pack at the end. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. Awesome. Well, Nadir, I mean, the U S marathon Olympic trials, one of the best events, uh, that this sport has to offer for American distance running, uh, super excited for you <clears throat> that you have this opportunity, uh, super proud of you for all the hard work and, and consistency that you've put in, man, I see it on Strava and I see it on the, on the race results. Uh, when you come across the finish line, so thrilled to be able to to know somebody uh, that's going to be on that starting line, and man, gonna have tons of people cheering for for you uh, in Wilmer, in Moorhead, in Fargo, uh, and man, uh, across the whole U.S. So, uh, just want to thank you for coming on, and I appreciate your time. And uh, I know you're headed to Orlando, so I mean, that's that's got to make it feel pretty real. The race is right around the corner, huh? Yeah, races right around the corner. Um, and, you know, you get into race mode here. Um, once the trip begins to, uh, yeah. I said on Orlando, that's uh, when you start thinking about it. But obviously, when you start thinking it out too long, out, uh, you know, you get you get too deep into your own head and yeah. sometimes yeah. it messes with you and uh, gives you a big head and, you don't sometimes you don't need that at times, you know, times you just need to be a little bit mellow yeah, um, yeah. and just roll the vibes and what you get, it's what you get. Right. Yeah. Save, save the pre-race playlist for 
before the race. Just only classical music now, Nadir, until uh, until race day. Gotta... Uh, race day, I'm going to be listening to this podcast. So yeah. don't worry. Okay, great. Love to hear <laughs> This will be on my list. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for your time, Nadir, and uh, best of luck to you uh, at the trials. Got one question. Who's your top three yeah. pick? Oh, man. I, I really... I gotta, I gotta look at the start list. Interesting seeing Chalimo uh, now on the start list. I don't think he's an actual threat, uh, but interesting. You never know what he could do in a race. Uh, I, I like C.J. Albertson. That guy is just nutty. Mance has looked really good, and man, I really, I really want Scott Fobble to do well as well too. So, but I mean, Rupp's in there. Rupp's a gamer. Gosh, I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm missing. I mean, obviously you and Adir. And uh oh man. That's that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I only you know, asked. Like, I only asked because <laughs> I was hoping you would say my name, but um I mean definitely I'm sure I'm sure if there's like betting odds on the deer, like oh I'm definitely definitely putting a bet on the deer because you're you'd be the is a big sleep. Nobody sees you coming, man. Not nobody. We see you coming, but uh, I see yeah. me coming. That's if, right. If other people don't see it, I see me. That's the most uh, important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be it'll be good. All right. So, well, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate yeah, it. It was absolutely. good to catch up. Um, yeah. Take care, and uh, we'll be in touch at some point. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll let you know when I listen when I uh, when the podcast is playing on race day. Perfect. Yeah. We'll All right. See ya. Yeah, we'll talk to you later.